If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. The news is live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi. We are on Love 99.5 FM, affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on Radio Justice in Tamale, Fafa Radio in Joje, Jatai FM in Karaga, Bewa Radio in Karaga, and Bedering FM in Bumkrugu. We are live on Twitter Spaces. We are on Facebook. We are on myjoyonline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Dura Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC pipes and water tank. Where Dura Plus goes, water flows. This afternoon, over 6,000 teachers who failed the licensure exams handed another lifeline or veer into another profession. Some of them have written the licensure exam nine times, eight times, seven times, six times. Finally, if they are not able to pass, either upgrade their knowledge or they find another profession. We'll get to hear from the Registrar of the National Teaching Council and the Ghana National Association of Teachers alarmed by this huge failure. Also looming water crisis as a northern electricity development company, Netco, disconnects the Ghana Water Company treatment plant over 39.7 million CD debt. We have succeeded in placing nearly all their non-critical plants on prepaid, but this plant owes 39.7 million. We'll get to hear from the Ghana Water Company Limited who says Netco is also owing them. We're engaging them. I mean, our customers are owing us. We need the money to pay some of these bills. They themselves are our customers and they are also owing us. And we expect that they will also pay. Also this afternoon, economists is urging government to address the deteriorating quality of life among a large number of the populace saying the president should resign if he cannot govern with 40 ministers. You can delay childbirth, you can postpone your marriage, you can disengage even after engagement. How long can you postpone anger? This is the portion of increasingly a large number of Ghanaians. Also, High Court declares that it is not unusual for judges to hear cases on a day-to-day basis. As a trial of minority leader Dr. Kiesel Atuforsen resumes, we have details as the Attorney General stands by its decision to reject a settlement offer of 2 million euros from a private company. We have sports. Two Black Stars forwards have pulled out of the Black Meteor squad for the upcoming Under-23 AFCON. We'll tell you more in 20 minutes. Police inspector accused of gunning down his girlfriend in Kumasi pleads not guilty, triggering anger among relatives and friends who masked up in court today. That is innocent. What innocent? You kill somebody and you say you're, you're, you're not guilty. He's guilty. So he shouldn't, he shouldn't say that. That's what make, uh, make us annoying. You have to be jailed. Please stay with me for details of that and more here on the Midday News. I am MFA Apau.
This is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Now, teachers who failed the licensure examination will have to sit up and take advantage of the last opportunity to pass or forget getting jobs in any school. Out of 7,728 prospective teachers who retook the exam, only 1,277 passed. Meanwhile, as many as 6,451 failed. The assessment in numeracy literacy and professional knowledge is to enable qualified teachers get a professional license while attracting young graduates with the required professional knowledge and skills to teach. However, the exams continue to expose many lacking the right tools. The National Teaching Council says a last chance will be giving them. Uh, let's bring in uh, the registrar of the NTC, Christian Adaipoku. Thank you so much uh, for your time here on the Midday News. I'm sure you've been trying to get an understanding as to why this huge numbers failed. Is the exam that difficult? Uh, thank you very much, MFA, and greetings to your listeners. Um, let me say that it's not the difficulty of the examination, but um, the competence of the candidate that is being questioned here. Um, as far as we are concerned, these examinations have been run for about five years now. So far, we've, re- we've run 10 times of the examination, and the pass rate has always Covered around between 60 and 70 percent. Um, this year's one is an outlier. The failure rate is an outlier, and um, it's not a surprise to us because, as you rightly indicated, it was exclusively for recitative people who have written the examination three times, five times, ten times, and have not been successful. So, as far as we are concerned. Um, it's, it's not a huge surprise to us because they have been attempting all the time and most of them have not been successful. What they have to do is to pull their weight and put in extra effort, steady hard and pass. Well, but this is interesting because um, it's surprising to hear that this is a reset, actually. It's not first-time um, sitters. They, they've reset this exam, some of them up to nine times, and they're still failing. What then happens? They still have another opportunity? Yes, um, they have one last opportunity because the Ghana Teacher Licensure Examination is going through reforms. And um, when the reform kicks in, the current dispensation will face out. And so we gave them three chances to be able to redeem themselves. One was written in May this year. And um, last year, one was written. And then in May this year, we wrote this one, which has just been released. And then in November, we are going to write the last one. So they have the chance to pass in the last one that is being written in November. If they are not able to pass that one, then two other options are available. One, if the person is a degree holder, then the person will have to enter the new dispensation and write the GTLE under the new dispensation with different subjects and different content altogether. And um, if they are doing that, some of them might have passed two out of the three subjects. They will have to just send the two that they have passed and start afresh with the new dispensation. Um, if the person has not passed anything, the person just enter, enters um, seamlessly. But then we still have people who do not have degree, mm-hmm. diploma holders who, are also, who have also been writing the exam. If the person is a diploma holder, then the person will have to write, I mean, 
apply for a top-up, get a degree before the person can write. Okay. Because a policy as of now, the minimum qualification to teach in Ghana is first degree. But Mr. Daipo, so, really, um, some are wondering, at least parents listening are, are wondering if, at least, even if they pass this research, is this the kind of teachers that will be teaching our children? Yeah. If the person is able to pass this December, uh, November, then it tells us that the person has met the minimum standard to teach. Mm. And I can tell you, if 7,000 people have written their exam and then um, slightly above 1,000 pass, mm. it, it communicates to us that they need to do a lot above themselves. But are you able, able to, to assure us about the quality of these teachers that you're churning out then? Yes, that is what we, the confidence that we want to build in Ghanaians. Because over the years, we just made it um, a wholesale thing, one side fit all. The moment you pass um, your teacher education exam, you are gone. But the licensure the examination came in at a seed to help us know whether actually you are exhibiting the standards that you are supposed to exhibit. So over the years, as we have started doing this, we believe that the quality of teachers and the quality of teaching will improve. Mr. Adaipoku, we'll leave it here for now. This is an issue we'll expand further subsequently. That's the registrar of the National Teaching Council, uh, Christian Adaipoku. Meanwhile, the Ghana Association of Teachers, NAT, is calling for an investigation into the failure rate. Thomas Musa is a general secretary. It's a good story. It's disturbing. It is like having about 80% of your soldiers not fit for purpose. That is it. It means that you are not safe. And we need to interrogate why it is not enough for you to hear that that is the what that is it. The question is why? What really happened? And what and what can we do? So once we identify all those things, then we get them corrected. I am not excited always having come having to come around this same uh, 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 situation. There'll be those seventeen vocally naked, eighteen vocally naked. I be asking why? Why is it so? What really happened? How can this thing be corrected? And I think that is really our focus. Therefore, we will need the training institutions. The training, the teachers that, the, these teachers, some of them come from UCCO. Some of them come from Winneba. Some of them come from Legon. Some of them come from the colleges of education. So is it the case that these institutions are not training them well? Well, that's uh, Thomas Musa, General Secretary of NAT. We'll take a look at that paper and see how difficult it is. But let me take you to the court now and a justice of the Court of Appeal hearing a case. As a High Court judge, Ifya Sewa Sarebuche has stated that it is not unusual for courts to decide to hear a specific case on a daily basis. She explains this is actually what the practice or directions issued by the Chief Justice requires courts to do. She made this comment in the trial of Minority Leader Dr. Kesa Latoforsing after she turned down a request to adjourn the case for a month. The issue of a court hearing a case in such a manner has been topical since the High Court differently constituted announced such a schedule for the trial of NDC. This is James Jachikwasing. Legal Affairs Correspondent Joseph Akable uh, joins us on the line uh, with more on this. Joseph, so what did lawyers for Dr. Asuforsen want uh, a month break? Like, why did they really want that month break? 
Okay, so um, unfortunately, we don't have uh, Joseph Akable on the line. He's monitoring these two cases uh, for us. Uh, but uh, my colleague, um, Kwekwasante, joins us because there's an empty parliament this morning as most minority MPs abandoning the House to go to the High Court complex, whereas the North NDC MP, um, James Jachikwason's criminal trial has commenced. He's not an MP, I beg your pardon. Kwekwasante, uh, bringing us details. So has the House started sitting yet and, and what's the attendance like? And so it has to do with the document that they wanted a witness to produce. A one Henry Mouth Mills, who is a witness who has been ordered from Stambik Bank to come and testify in this particular matter. And so they had asked him to produce a document that shows that their company had made an offer to finance their loan, to provide a loan for governments to purchase the ambulances. Now, the witness did indicate to the court that those were not documents that were readily available. And so it was at that point that they asked how long he could provide that document. And he said you need about a month because these are documents that span from as far back as 2010. Was at that point that lawyers for Dr. Tupacy made the request. And the judge said that under the current practice direction that have been issued, they actually required to sit on a day-to-day basis. And especially when a witness says the document may not even be available, it is unusual for the court to take a one-month break just for them to search for a document which the court says is not even relevant. The judge then proceeded to state that Quite recently, there have been comments in the media space suggesting that it is unusual for courts to decide to hear cases on a day-to-day basis. He said that is actually the norm, and that should be the case, especially for trials where the partial direction of the issue. Well, Joseph, thanks for the magic there. But do we know uh, if there was an offer from the, the private company's offer that we've been talking about yesterday? We, remain, we, we understand it remains rejected. Is that a case? Yes, the AG is not backing down on that position, and it's for that reason... Uh, that is why the court has actually resumed hearing of the trial of Dr. Tupacin. So Dr. Tupacin is supposed to open his defense, and by way of his press witness, he opted to get the order to compel the official from Stambik Bank to come and testify. Now, let's uh, focus on the James Jachikwason case, uh, which you are following as well. We understand he intends to urge the court to change the period fixed for hearing. What's the latest? In fact, that case will be called in a couple of minutes' time. We're scheduled for 12, but it's not they called yet because the court is dealing with a different aspect of the case. But there are some individuals who are lined up just in front of the court premises holding placards. I've tried to interact with some of them. They said we should give them a bit of time. They are holding placards. Some of the placards leave, leave our member of parliament alone. James Jassi is our MP, among other uh, comments on the placards that they are holding. In. So we understand they are here to lend support to their, uh, the person they believe should be the member of parliament for Afrin North, and they want the current ongoing system, which they believe is frustrating him, to be put to the hold. And so that case will be called in a couple of minutes where his lawyers will make a case for the court to review his decision that the case will be heard on daily basis starting today uh, for the next three days, which we know is some three days to the by-election is taking place on June 27th. We'll touch base with you again before we end the news. Thank you so much. That's Joseph Akable, legal affairs correspondent. We check on uh, the situation in Parliament once again. Let me bring in Kwekwa Sante. Uh, so we've been hearing that most of the MPs have moved. That's the minority side. They've moved to the court to support their leader and James Jachikwason. Tell us more. Right. So MFR, this morning, when we entered the chambers of Parliament, it was almost empty, especially on the minority side. And the indication we had was that these were two cases that were very important to the minority MPs to support their leader, Dr. Ketelato Forsen, and also to back um, Mr. Jackie Quason, who is having his criminal trial started today. The minority MP said they expect that 
the court will vary its order to hold the hearings day after the day after the other because the articulation had filed a review of, of, of that decision. The House has since started sitting, but the attendance hasn't been so much impressive because both on both sides, the numbers are really low. And what was the business to be considered? So a number of questions are standing in the name of the Minister for Lands and Natural Resources expected to answer those questions. But from the look of things, no one has raised questions this year of quorum. That would mean that business will proceed, although the numbers on, in, on the chamber at the moment is not up to 93, allowing sitting to continue. But if that is supposed to go ahead, then the minister will have to answer these questions. We also expect that questions about TOR, the allegations that TOR is being sold to a private investor, and it will cost the nation about $700 million, also expected to come up big on the floor today. That's the Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent, Kweku Asante. Let me take you to the northern region now, shall we? There's a looming water crisis there. As the northern electricity distribution company, Netco, has disconnected power to the Dalon water treatment plant in the region over a 39.7 million CD electricity debt. Well, this was part of Netco's revenue mobilization exercise in an attempt to improve upon the company's 15 million CD monthly operational loss. According to the Public Relations Officer of Netco, Maxwell, Kotoka, that its connection to Dalong has become necessary because the Ghana Water Company has failed to settle the debt. The Dalong Water Plant has work owes Netco to the tune of 39.7 million. That's water company in the northern, in fact, not just the Dalong Plant, the entire northern area in Tamale. That's the area under which Dalong falls. Dalong happens to have a chunk of that amount in by way of its debt to Netco. Over time, because of constant collaboration and demands on Ghana Water Company. We have succeeded in placing uh, nearly all their non-critical plants on prepaid, and so we do not have so much of a challenge there. But this plant owes 39.7 million as of April 2023. Meanwhile, when we continue to bring power to the, the area, the operational area, at a cost of about 120 million a month, and we are only able to collect on the average 85 million that leaves a deficit of 35 million every month so until we take some of these radical actions the company risk collapse well guess what the ghana water company says it is surprised at the turn of events especially when netco is also on their debt list communications director of the ghana water company limited stanley Marty. we're engaging them i mean our customers are owing us we need the money to pay some of these bills. They themselves are our customers, and they are also owing us. And we expect that they will also pay. Okay, but is it the right? Is it the right way of going about things? Especially when we are all in the same soup. We are all government agencies working for the betterment of this economy. So is it is it right for them to to disconnect our main treatment plants, depriving a, a, a whole municipality or metropolitan um, area of water? Is it right? Mm. But whatever whatever it is, they are saying that we wouldn't follow suit, we wouldn't retaliate in, the, in that in, in like manner, but we'll continually engage in, we will continually engage them like we've always uh, done. And well, let me um, take you to the region. Martina Bugri uh, joins us on the line. Martina, so in all this, uh, what is the say of the residents? 
Now, you know that the Ghana Water Company in the region already is producing below what is expected. They are producing at 28,000 cubic meters instead of the 60,000 daily. And so there's already a shortfall. Several communities do not get water. My neighborhood, for instance, for over a month now, we haven't had water. And so already there's acute water shortage. With this one, it means that it's going to worsen the situation. We've been speaking to some residents and they anticipate harder days ahead. They want authorities in the region to intervene to resolve this matter before it gets out of hand. It will affect a lot. Because the water, they are opening, but since we are not getting water. But right, right now, and they will disconnect, it will be a critical problem for us. Our regional hospital, like the TTH, the regional hospital, the, health, the central hospital, you know, there are patients around, we have new babies there, we have patients who are on bed, so they should try their best as much as possible and resolve their problem so that it will not affect the, the, the communities within Tamale and East Emeralds. Some residents there, let me take you to the Ashanti region now. And police inspector accused of gunning down his girlfriend in Kumasi has pleaded not guilty and triggering anger among relatives and friends who must up in court today. Inspector Ahmed Chumesi at his committal proceeding today at Asakore Mampon District Court angered relatives of the deceased when he told the court he's not guilty. Erastus Asaridonko has been following that for us. He joins us on the line. So Erastus, in spite of this plea, though, the prosecution told the court they are ready for trial? Yes, uh, they did. And they submitted exhibits, including the murder weapon, an MP22 pistol with registration number A1300683, and a firearms inspector's forensic report on it. Pen drives containing CCTV footages from the crime scene, a crime scene report, and an autopsy report on the victim, uh, which they said indicates that he died of hemorrhagic shock uh, due to gunshot wounds. And they said they are ready for trial. You also got to interact with some family members, really, after he pleaded not guilty and some anger erupted in court. Tell us more. Well, so after the judge asked him uh, whether he had anything at all to say uh, now that he's being committed uh, for trial, he said he's not guilty. And after the court proceedings, this attracted a lot of anger with uh, hundreds of sympathizers laying siege and decided not to leave because they are angry that he said that in court. We can listen to some of them. Uh, that may, 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 no, tell, uh, tell me, what has angered you today? Because of the what he saying, that is innocent. What innocent? How can he be innocent? He said he's not guilty. Yes, you kill somebody and you say you're, you're, you're not guilty. He's guilty. So he shouldn't, he shouldn't say that. That's what makes uh, us annoying. How do you feel? The trial is about to start. Oh, it has not started. Uh, yes, so they are taking the case to high court. Mm. They are ready mm. to go there. On the churches, eh? so you are ready. What are you seeking? Oh, you have to, you have to be jailed. You have to be jailed. You are calling for a change of the law, an amendment to our laws. That one, yeah, they, they have to change it. But right now, in this case, you have to jail him. This is the Midday News here on Joy 99.7 FM, also live on Love 99.5 FM in Kumasi. We're on a number of affiliates. We're on Twitter Spaces. We're on Facebook. We're on myjoyonline.com. And the Midday News is sponsored by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC pipes and water tank. Where Duraplus goes, water flows. Over 6,000 teachers who failed the licensure exams handed another lifeline of year into another profession. When we return from the break, we have sports and then economists is 
Nigerian government to address the deteriorating quality of life among a large number of the populace, saying the president should resign if he cannot govern with 40 ministers. You can delay childbirth, you can postpone your marriage, you can disengage even after engagement. How long can you postpone anger? This is the portion of increasingly a large number of Ghanaians. Have you noticed that Ghana has suffered lack of attendance at stadia across the country in recent years? Well, the multimedia group wants to be part of the solution, which is why we're calling on you, our dear listener, to help us. Our sister station in Shira FM in Kumasi has been on a nationwide campaign to identify factors influencing poor patronage of Ghana Premier League matches. This campaign has been widely discussed on traditional and social media since the beginning of the year. And after widespread stakeholder engagement, we have a list of questions in a survey that will help us come out with a communique based on science and data and we need you to assist by completing this survey the link to the survey is bit.ly forward slash fill gpl questionnaire once again bit.ly forward slash fill gpl questionnaire please help ensure fm and the multimedia group complete the survey in order to have a scientific response to this national problem Thanks for staying with us. Let's do sports. Yep. MFNR Black Stars forwards Kamal Din Suleiman and Ransford Yabua. They have pulled out of the Black Meteor squad for the upcoming under-23 Africa Cup of Nations. Joy Sports understands the two players were not keen on featuring for the Meteors at the tournament. Now, the Ghana Football Association also failed to convince the clubs of the two players in releasing them for the Continental event, which is not sanctioned by FIFA. But preparation is still ongoing and the Black Meteors face Egyptian side Zamalek later today in a friendly encounter. Remember, the Afghan serves as a qualifier for the 2024 Olympics and Ghana will take on Congo in their opening match of the competition on Sunday, June 25. Back to you, MFA. Thank you very much, Mubarak. Let's focus on the economy now. I'm Professor of Finance with the University of Ghana Business School. Godfred Bopping is urging government to, as a matter of agency, address the deteriorating quality of life among a large section of the populace. According to him, the situation could lead to instability unless coping measures are implemented to take care of the deprived. Responding to Joy News documentary cataloging Ghana's journey with International Monetary Fund, IMF, Professor Bokbing says the impact of the harsh economic measures is having a toll on Ghanaians. If the president cannot govern this country with less than 40 ministers, he should step down. He should step down. What is, what is wrong with that? Okay. You, you, we said that govern with this number of people because we don't have the budget to sustain all of that, okay? Collapse that, sell the VHs. I hope you understand that. Mm. You know what? You need to declare war on this economy. Well, former United Nations advisor on governance, Professor Bafwaj Mandria, says the continuous resort to the IMF for bailout demonstrates the incompetence of the country's leaders. I use the term numbed. Our brains are numbed because it's so easy for them to go and get the money. Because how come we heard from our former president, Mahama, almost swearing an oath, this will be the last time we will go, right, to the IMF. Very, very sad. The very people who rated you to go to the market to borrow are now being called reckless. What is our, like Prophet just said, that was our way of thinking. And this methodology used is not only used for Ghana, it's used for like Cote d'Ivoire, it's used for Togo, it's used for Nigeria, it's used for every country. 
Now, a joint news research has uncovered how agents of the opposition NDC took advantage of the NPP's broken promises to brand Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia as a liar. The investigation by the research desk established there were organic public sentiments that Dr. Baumia had broken many promises, but the NDC has taken advantage of these sentiments and branded him uh, a, polit- a liar for political gains. The coordinated sharing of hashtag Baulaya tweets by 28 accounts using the copy-paste technique shows an aggressive move to exaggerate and entrench the liar narrative. There's more in this report. It is possible, and that is why I am offering myself in all humility to contest in the primary of this phenomenal party. When Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia formally announced his decision to run for president, the hashtag Baulaya popped up in Ghana's Twitter trends. It was not the first time it had trended. As of March 2023, over 1,110 Twitter users had used it, created 24 million impressions, and reached over 5.69 million people. We identified Twitter user at Samijemfi underscore as the second most influential account in respect of the Baulaya trend. The top three tweets were by at Samijemfi underscore. The most popular tweet was at Samijemfi's reaction to Dr. Baumia's claim that Ghanaians could use the Ghana card as a travel document instead of a passport. The said tweet described Dr. Baumia to be allergic to the truth with lies being embedded in his DNA. It garnered 171 retweets and 727 likes. We also identified Twitter account with username at Anand Perry as the most influential account in respect of the hashtag Baulaya narrative. The account used the hashtag 97 times. At Anand Perry identifies himself as a youth activist of the opposition National Democratic Congress. The framing of the vice president as a liar appears to have gained some ground. Dr. Baumier's photos dominate the image tab upon a Google search for who is the biggest liar in Africa. This could be the result of Google bombing, a technique where a website is pushed to rank highly for irrelevant or off-topic search terms by amassing lots of connection to it, similar to how Donald Trump was linked to the word idiot in 2018. Now, let's focus on the Love FM high school debate. And Osei Chichi SHS put up a strong argument to convince judges of the Love FM high school debate that choosing a craft in today's Ghana is better than university education. Nanabuachi Yadom has more. One, the chair, university education in today's Ghana focuses mainly on theory more than practical, a practice which end product does not meet the needs of the current Ghanaian job market. Point High hopes turned into disappointment for Osei Tutu Senior High School. As Osei Chuchi SHS sent them packing after a trailing round of submissions in the Labafem High School debate. Both schools debated their stance on the motion. In today's